Hello, beautiful human. Very excited to relive some of our favorite interviews of 2023 and obviously Lizzie McAlpine on the list. Somebody uh, at a restaurant the other day stopped me about this interview. Uh, they really enjoyed it. I did too. I love Lizzie. She's one of my favorites. Plus, they shared a lot of personal stories that I shouldn't have shared just because her music does that. It brings it out in people. I felt understood by her records and maybe you have too. So let's listen to this interview with Lizzie. But first, I want to give you a free mattress. I want to give you the Vibersonic mattress. That's the mattress I sleep on every single day. This thing is incredible. Memory foam that understands your body. Plus, when you get hot, it gets cool. And the adjustable base allows you to really take control of how your bed moves and feels and sits. Dude, your spine will be aligned. You can sleep in zero gravity. But that's like, none of that's even the coolest thing about the Vibersonic mattress. The coolest part about it is that there are six subwoofers built within it. So it's essentially a giant speaker. So... Your movies hit different, your podcasts hit different. When you want to meditate, you really feel it. You can build a surround sound system off the mattress, or you can connect it to your existing sound system. It's it's wild. I've never heard of anything like it, never slept on anything like it, and I don't plan on ever sleeping on anything else ever again. So if you want to learn more, click the link in the description below. Now, though, here's Lizzie McAlpine. A Zach Sang Show podcast today keeps the doctor away. Hello, beautiful human. I'm Zach. That's Dan. And we welcome to the studio, Lizzie McAlpine. Hello. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you for being here. Of course. This is a, like, this is a big deal. Yeah. And I've, I like, I've met you out in the world before. Multiple times, I think. Yeah. And that's fucked up because to be honest, I, uh, the truth is like, I, I'm assuming Finn was around, like Phineas was around at one of these. Probably. I would assume. Yeah. I listened to your song with him. All time, have since it was released. Uh-huh. It's really fucking great. Thank you. I've listened to so much of your music. So has Dan. I appreciate that. <laughs> you are exceptional. Thank you. You're really fucking gifted. Thank you. Compliment <laughs> Yeah, keep it coming. <laughs> Not, it, it's really like I just you should know that because like I don't know like uh, I've been waiting and maybe people are gonna find this like you know fucked up but I've been waiting to like have a guest on the show that like has music that really just. I don't know, ignites something within me, but also makes me re-examine my own, honestly, like my own current experiences and really challenges me to understand it and see it from a new lens. And um, you're doing that. Thank you. I appreciate that. I I don't know if that was an intended consequence (laughs) of crafting art that is, I'm assuming, true mostly to you but maybe to somebody it's Mm -hmm. coming from a real place or is it an imaginary place no no it's never imaginary i can never write about things that don't actually happen to me it's all like it's my deepest darkest thoughts and feelings it's basically my journal like that's how i process emotions is like writing a song about it so where do you go and how soon after experiencing something that sparks all these emotions do you need to sit down and write it depends. Sometimes it takes a while to like actually process what has happened and be able to like form the words I need to be able to write the song about it. But other times like it happens and I just sit down and it, the song just comes out. So it really depends on like what the experience that I'm writing about is. Are you always alone? Usually. I find that I write my best songs when I'm alone because I can, I don't feel judged or like self-conscious about my writing when I when I co-write with people a lot of times I'm like oh they're gonna think that this idea is like really bad and horrible and I'm they're gonna think that I'm a bad writer and like I don't know I just I get I get so in my head when I write with other people that I find that I can just like 
be my my most true self when I'm alone. So that's usually how I write. So will you will you do finish a song by yourself, or at what point will you share the song with somebody? Um, I usually finish songs really fast. So I, I'll I'll write a song and then I'll like send it to people to listen to. But if I'm but like, not produced. No, no, no. It's literally just a voice memo at first. And then I bring it to a producer and then like, this is kind of what I want when I'm hearing what I want it to sound like. And then they just, I never write like in the studio with producers or anything. It's, I, I always bring the song to them first. Has, has it been the same process since the very beginning? Yes. Yeah. Has, or have people tried to get you to defer from that at all? No, I don't, I don't. I don't think so. I think it's people are pretty. I mean, when I tell them that that's my process, some people are like surprised by it. Um, but it's just like my normal. I don't have any context for anything different because I've always just written the songs and then brought them to people, um, and not the other way around. So, no. I mean, it's just, it works for me. So, <laughs> I don't. I don't see any point in changing it at this yeah, point. <laughs> why would you? But I, I do find it interesting because, like, at, at some point, like. I think there's certain artists that like feel like if they get a song to a certain point, then they get sessions with all these fancy producers mm. and they get access to writers. But I do feel like in the last few years, they're very much in a more deeply, uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like a lot of music that's coming out is rooted in individuals as opposed to mm. groups of people getting together and brainstorming. Yeah. But, but I do think that there's, it touches producers along the way. Mm -hmm. Do you get like, I'm assuming like, you can have a song go to one producer and then you can send it to even another producer yeah. before it's done. Yeah. Yeah. It's really just like, I'm just searching for, uh, honestly, that hasn't been how I've done it. My past two albums I did with the same person. So I was from top like to bottom one. Yeah. One person, the whole album, the second album was two people, but it was like consistently the same people working on all the songs. And for the record that I'm working on right now, it's, I'm switching it up completely. I'm like, trying I'm like basically speed dating producers at this point I'm like taking songs to people and then I'm just searching for the right sound and I'm just gonna go until I find it so uh, hold on I, I mean do you not feel like we found the sound I mean is something's working here <laughs> five seconds flat is is doing something yeah yeah I think that uh I don't know. I think that that's not necessarily what I actually sound like as an artist. I think that I, my first album was very much in the like folk singer songwriter vein. And with five seconds flat, I wanted to go like complete 180, like do something completely different. I didn't want to be like pigeonholed into that, like into that genre. And I didn't want people to think that that was the only kind of music that I could make. And I was just feeling really um, tired of that music and so I wanted to do something completely different. So that was really, Five Seconds Flat was me trying to be different than the first album. And it, I think it worked and I think it was who I was at the time that I was making that album. But now I don't think that that is what I sound like. And the, the next record is definitely not, not going to sound like Five Seconds Flat. What are you carrying with you, though, from Five Seconds Flat that you may apply moving forward? That's a good question. I don't know. I tend to... It's it's hard because every album that I make I feel like is a different era of my life like personally and I was a completely different person when I made 5 seconds flat than I am now. So it's 
In what ways? I just feel like I, I mean, personally, I've just like done a lot of growing since I mean, it came out a year ago and we'd been working on it for like basically a year before that. So it's been like two years. And I feel like personally, I've just done a lot of growth in those two years. <laughs> and also musically, my tastes have changed. My inspirations have changed. I've listened to different things. And now I'm like starting to build a bigger picture of like what I want to sound like as an artist. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I think that it's just, I'm just different. Is it, is it a picture you've always seen or is it a picture that you're painting in real time? It's definitely a real time thing. I'm, I'm, I'm always actively trying to like, to, to see, I don't know. Yeah. It's definitely, gosh, it's hard. It's, um, it's definitely a real time. Like I'm, I'm, actively trying to figure out what I sound like it's not like I don't have like a picture in my head at least at this point um for like long term what I want to sound like like overall as as an artist in my entire career like I'm really just focusing on next album I just go album to album are the sonics what are attached to your changing reality but do the lyrics I mean obviously the lyrics are changing but like right right there's still a level of honesty yeah I mean the 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 way that I write songs doesn't change um, it's the production around it. It's the production around it and the way that I present those songs. When you were making Five Seconds Flat, did you know while you were making it, like, this may not be my sound moving forward? No, I don't think I think that far into the future. I think I kind of was just making it because it felt good to make at the time. And I was like, this is really cool. And I really love these these songs. And inevitably, after the songs come out, I'm like, okay, now I'm tired of this. I want to <laughs> move on to something new. Um but I think it was it was definitely true to who I was at the at the time. Um, I don't think I will ever make inauthentic <laughs> music to who I am. If if something doesn't feel authentic in the moment, like I'm not gonna put it out. So uh, how is speed dating? Sorry, my voice is gross. Today. <laughs> I, 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 life, uh, you know, <laughs> talking all day, all fucking the time. Uh, a, speed dating producers. Yeah. What is the correlation between your current reality and wanting to? shop around for lack of a better phrase yeah it's it's definitely hard um because i've had all of these songs for the next record written for a, a while oh at wow this point i just am constantly writing i'm literally writing for my fourth album right now like the one after this one i just write all the damn time like, is that so are you like every day not every day recently it's it's slowed down a little bit um do you get worried when that happens no i always go through phases of like writing a lot and then not writing and I just have to wait for the inspiration to come. I can't like, I can't force it. If I force it, it will be bad. So life will hit. (laughs) Yeah. But it's knowing when it hits, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty easy to tell. What happens? (laughs) I mean, it's usually just sometimes I'll try and I'll sit down with my guitar and I'll try and write and it'll feel like it's on the tip of my tongue and it just won't come out in a way that I am pleased with. And then I'll like, I'm like, okay, I just have to, set it down and maybe try again in a week and then I try again and it's like a little bit closer and then when I write a song that feels really good I I can tell that it's like a song like what happens I don't know it's just a feeling it's just I write the song and I'm like this is the one you know like I I don't I I can't explain it it's just did you know ceilings was gonna be one of the ones I think when I wrote it I was like this is really cool and I like really like this song I I definitely didn't expect what has happened with the song 
since I wrote it. Um, but I, I mean, I, I like every song that I write when I write it. <laughs> so, so at what point do you start hating them? Um, <laughs> pretty soon after that. <laughs> do they serve as like reminders? Yes. And that can be uncomfortable. Sometimes. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So especially when you're performing songs and you're focused on your fourth album when you haven't even released your third. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think it's, it's hard for me, especially on tour, like playing these songs that have been out for so long at this point, like even for my first album over and over again. And I just, it's like a constant reminder of like what I was writing about at that time and like what I was going through. And it's just, it's definitely hard. Yeah. Hard to move on. Yeah. You know, it was really interesting. It, when I was reading through everything today on you, I was wondering about your release cadence. And I was like, yeah. I, w I wonder what kind of artist she's going to be. Like, are you going to be somebody who waits long time between albums? Are you somebody who's going to just be turning them out? Like, I mean, dude, like I can make the case that like a Neil Young or like a Joni mm -hmm. Mitchell, like they created, I mean, no, nobody has a fucking discography like Neil Young, yeah. you know, like real storytellers that like, by the way, like all the music you make, no matter what the sonicscape is, it's built in storytelling and folk, mm -hmm. right? Like yeah. that is a song that's amazing acoustically <laughs> is the song that could actually go wrong if produced. Yeah. Yes. Like, like w w one ounce too much yeah. could fuck a story. Yeah. And I was like, I feel like you could be an artist that just releases, like you look back at your career and you're like, oh, I've released 20 or 30 albums. Yeah, I definitely think so. I mean, I think the thing that has held me back from releasing this third album is just the whole producer thing that's been happening. I just haven't been able to find um, the right people yet. What are you looking for or listening for? I don't know. It's just a, like, I just want someone who, I mean, I found a couple people here and there that definitely like meet my criteria of like being able to, first of all, knowing the references that I bring like I have a playlist of like inspiration that I bring into every session I'm like these artists are definitely big on my on my like inspiration thing for this album and people who like know those artists and like those artists and also can I don't know I, I usually I bring a song to people and then I'm like okay do your thing and then they'll send me a bounce and I'm like yes no notes so do you I, give notes or is it yeah, just yeah like, yeah I definitely yes I give a lot of notes <laughs> um I'm very particular about how do you know whether things. to give notes or just bail on somebody how do you just bail on someone? it's hard maybe you have to sometimes yeah I don't know I'm still figuring that out <laughs> <laughs> it's a journey it's a process <laughs> I don't know do you want the most famous producer do you want somebody who's no, like what are you I looking for someone who understands what I want to do and the sound that I'm trying to go for and can execute that in a way that I like. How do you describe <laughs> the sound to somebody? Um, Outside of like a playlist of inspiration. Yeah. It's, I want to go for like seventies sounding, like more acoustic kind of band based, like Elliot Smith type of mm. vibes. And th there's, my favorite artist right now is Andy Schaff. Um, like no one knows who he is, but he's no so incredible. And his music is like such an inspiration for the album. So it's like, it's definitely like more stripped back than five seconds flat, but it's, um, it's not, it's not quite my first album. Like, I don't know. It's like indie, indie folk, which I don't know. How would you categorize Elliot Smith? I, so this is fascinating to me. 
like because somebody's sending that sort of blast out yeah. to like the producers they work with or figuring out like taking that criteria and be like who the fuck could work that I know yeah. that fits in that how like are you still seeing new producers are you like mm-hmm. settled on a yeah I'm still I I think that what's going to end up happening is I'm just going to have a bunch of different producers working on different songs which is like how an album normally works I yeah. feel like but it's just so different from what I've done in the past um are you going to A&R it yourself probably ooh yeah, are you all, you're unsigned, right? At the moment, baller. <laughs> at mm. the moment, maybe not for long. <laughs> that's pretty. Wait, so, <laughs> but no, wait, no. so was five seconds flat? Like that's an unsigned album, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm with a wall, but yeah, well, um, that's in, you're in I'm not with a major yet. Dope. Yet. Dope. Yet. Sick. <laughs> so yeah. you want to be with a major? Um. Yes. What, what, and I just ask out of curiosity, what do you think they're going to give you that you don't already have? I think I'm at a point in my career where I want to level up and I have, I have a lot, a lot of big ideas all the time for every project that I make. I have like, I write pages about like what it means and how it all connects and what I want to make around it and the visuals and like things that we can do around the album. And I just, they're getting more ambitious and I just need I want more help and I want more opportunities. I want, I just want to level up. I feel like. Did you fund the, sh- the film yourself, the five seconds flat film? Um, yes. AWOL was kind of involved in that, but like basically, yeah. I'm going to say, I would assume those type of projects, you need a lot of people behind you to get that done. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I look into your eyes and I see sleepless nights. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it was, that film was like, the most fun I've ever had, like doing anything. It was so creatively fulfilling. And I just, I want to do more things like that. And I feel like now is the time. I feel like I've, I've done as much as I can do by myself. And I, I really want to like go to the next level at this point. I feel like fuck yeah, it's the time. If now, if not now, then when? Right. What is the next level? Like when you think of this new album, it's, I guess, not just an album. Like what else would you want to do with it? Um, I don't know. I, I have a lot of ideas. <laughs> um, I just want to, I just want to bring it to new audiences. I want to, I just want to open more doors and like have more things be happening. I want to like, you know, the Grammys is like a thing on my radar and like just things like that. I want to start like going for bigger things. And I feel like there's only so much I can do independently so do the grammys validate art i don't like not like i don't know like not really but it's just been on my bucket list so i just like want to do it because (laughs) i want to do it you know like (laughs) i know that my art is good and i don't need an award to validate that but it would be cool you know (laughs) what's between you and ben kessler You've worked with him twice, yeah? <laughs> yeah. We've worked on a couple stuff. We have two songs that he released that I'm featured on, and then Got it. a song that I released that he's featured on. Okay, so that, okay, I think is his. Mm-hmm. Reckless Driving fucked me <laughs> up. Thank you. No, like, like. That was the goal. <laughs> I, like, had to go. I just kept listening to it and listening to it yeah. and listening to it and listening. It was like, oh, my God. Oh yeah. my god. That was god. a fun one to make. Was it? Yeah. 
We yeah, it was very fun. I wrote the song originally as just a solo song, like no feature, and I put it on TikTok actually, and it like did pretty well and people were like oh this should be they were like writing their own verses to it and I was like oh this would actually be cool if there was like another perspective involved um and then Ben wrote his first we wrote it together and then yeah it was it, the bridge was like my oh. favorite part to the ending the outro part it was so fun to make in the studio we were just like coming up with the craziest ideas it was it was really fun it, it, it really is a perfect like back and forth record that mm -hmm. like it's really Great storytelling. Thank you. Also makes me sick. Like just even reading the lyric. Like, oh my God. Oh my. No, my God. It's <laughs> no. like, I didn't mean to kiss you. Now you can't focus on the road. Like, like, dude, because it's essentially saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, my takeaway on the story is uh -huh. that like one person makes like a move that in the moment they think is right. And then it opens a fucking door that they have mm -hmm. no idea what it could be. And the love is just not the same. Yeah. I think, I mean, you can interpret it however you want to interpret it. But the way that I, what I was thinking about when I was writing it was I was just like caught in this cycle of like this relationship that I was in and it was very clear that he loved me more than I loved him and that had always been the case it was just like a theme in our relationship um we both were aware of it but sometimes it, it seemed like he was he just like wouldn't accept he didn't want to accept it and so I wrote that's what I wrote about and then does the relationship end yes <laughs> Yes. The song ruins the relationship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but, yeah, but like kind of. <laughs> I mean, oh God, that must be hard to hear. It's hard for me to listen to yeah. because like I've been in that person's position. Mm -hmm. My whole life seems to be that. <laughs> Honestly, it's fucked. Yeah. I think that I, I, he's also a songwriter and so we just would write songs about each other and uh, yeah, so it was unhealthy. just like, I know, I know. But like we would send them to each other, so I think he's used to it, and he, I think he, I think he kind of liked hearing songs about him. I mean, I know that I like hearing songs written about me, even if they're like not great. <laughs> you made that sort of emotional impact on them. <laughs> I touched right, you in like, that way. <laughs> I've rattled inside of your brain enough to turn it in, go from your fucking brain to your hand to yeah, a pen to paper, right, exactly to a song. Wow, that's power. Yeah, but do you, I mean, is that a healthy relationship? Um, what, like that, the relationship that I was writing about? Or I mean, the, writing back and forth songs <laughs> about one another? Obviously, no. That's why the relationship ended. But also at the same time as an artist, don't you also crave that? Yeah. I mean, it was fun in the moment. It was like, it was, I don't know. It was, it was, it's kind of like an, an ego trip to like hear, hear songs written about you. But at a certain point, like it gets old. <laughs> I don't know. I mean. So I ask any curiosity, all my questions, are you, he, you being able to realize how deeply in love he was with you and you realizing you didn't love him in the same way mm -hmm. or as deep, does it make you want that depth of love or at least realize it when it comes? Yeah, definitely. I, I've written a lot about that. Um, but yeah, yes. Just not from that person. Yeah. I think that that, yeah, that relationship was very unhealthy. Damn. Damn. <laughs> but it took a while for me to fully realize that and, like, pull away. Yeah. I don't love you like that. That's, like, the worst few words I could ever yeah. fucking hear. <laughs> God. Yeah. 
No, one time somebody told me, I'll just share it for the room because it's kind of <laughs> funny. It's not funny. It's actually really sad. It's like one of the worst things anyone's ever said to me. No, they looked me in the eyes and they're like, I'm in love with everything about you except for you physically. And I was like, wow, sick. No. Sick. Sick. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sweating thinking about it. Jesus. Yeah. That's harsh. Pretty fucking up there, right? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in Las Vegas. Damn. Yeah. Well, yeah. looks aren't everything. Uh, well, I mean, apparently some people, they are. They are. And I, you know, what am I going to fucking do? Um, anyway, this is not about my sad experiences. This is about yours. Shit, that's so sad, isn't it? That is. That is that's a, yeah, it's, you don't want to be told that. Yeah. No, but I was. Damn. But yet I haven't left the person. Like, I'm still obsessed with them. Yeah. All right, what's well, yeah. your problem? No, I know. <laughs> I'm move on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> fucking masochist. Oh, my God. Healthy people would be like, oh, like, maybe maybe this isn't right. Yeah. No, I'm like, oh, I love a challenge. <laughs> a challenge? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I'm sweating. Anyway, um... <laughs> Uh, Doomsday, uh, <laughs> great transition, <laughs> which will uh -huh. be my fucking day the second this comes out and they hear it. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, I'm like I'm like in pain already. Uh -huh. Like I can feel yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Anywho, um, do you have your funeral planned? No, I've actually never thought about my funeral. I'm terrified of death. But yet Doomsday comes up, and you talk about dying. You pick the proper I, yeah. season. You know. Death's heavy. It's all a metaphor. Is it? <laughs> yes. For I the death of what? Um, I don't know. I wrote. I just wrote that song about <clears throat> my first real relationship, which was in high school. Um, and he would like. He, I think we broke up like maybe eight or nine times over the course of like two years. He was mm. always breaking up with me, and every time I literally felt like I was dying. Like it felt. It was the first time I'd ever like been in love. So it was like all new. It was all heightened. It was high school. So everything was just like crazy. And every time he would break up with me, I just felt like I was dying. And I, I wrote, I wrote that song about like, that's why I use the metaphor of like death because it, it felt like a death. So in that moment, do you like you, you, you emotionally want to transport yourself back to it or what happens in your life where you think of him? I don't know. It's weird. Cause that relationship never like had really an ending i mean it had an ending obviously had nine it, of them it, right but like, but, like nine lives that I mean, cat is still alive <laughs> there's after, faith track him down yeah no um <laughs> after that relationship ended he we never talked about it he would he just completely ghosted me damn like we never discussed why we broke up anything about it so i it is always felt like a little bit unresolved and that's not a great feeling. I mean, obviously, I Do don't. Do you still feel that way? Unresolved? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Send it's not. Send this motherfucker like a message. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not like a. I don't think about it every day, but I think about it like when I write sometimes because that when I write, I, I, I think back on things to write about because right now, like in my dating life, like everything's going pretty good. So I don't really oh, have anything sure. to write about except for like healing and growing. And that's kind of. I don't know. I don't write about that all the time because it's hard. But I look back a lot on my old relationships when I write now. And, like, I think about that, like, when I write, definitely. Do you learn any shit when you look back? Yeah, definitely. 
I think I'm always reflecting and always trying to learn from like what has happened in the past and try and like grow from it. Yeah. History repeats itself. Yeah. It is scary. Yeah. But the only way to like, look, you know, to call it out or to be mm-hmm. aware is by study, like looking back at the past, right? Yeah. And reflecting. Which is why I love songwriting so much because that's when I really do that the most. But is it weird looking back and writing about your past when you're in a new happy relationship? I don't do it that much anymore, but probably not. I mean, I've tried like a couple times and it's just like, it's harder because I don't feel connected to that, those emotions anymore. It's, I mean, it's easy for me to like, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's definitely like weird and complex, but I definitely don't, I'm not as connected to the feelings that I was feeling when I was in that relationship. So the songs are like not as good mm-hmm. as the ones that I wrote when I was actually like in that relationship. Yeah. I don't know. It's definitely weird. <laughs> do you feel like you're a serial dater? Um, what, Like, what do you mean? Do you date a lot? No. <laughs> no. I sure? mean, I'm in a my first real relationship right now since like two years ago. Okay, sick. So well, that's like healthy. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the obviously, the, like. Sorry, you know, you go. So this in my guy, music video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, obviously, like in those two years, I was like casually dating people, but like nothing was real. Um. Yeah, it's it's been two years. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's like I mean that's you know, that's gross. Yeah. Yes. Like I two years, so. like you change, like that's. He changes a person in a much shorter amount of time. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, I almost, ma- so last summer, um, I was at Zebulon, a, a bar in LA, and um, I saw, I was with my friend, and I saw my now current boyfriend at Zebulon, and my friend knew him, and, and I, she was like, I don't want to, like, let's not talk to him. She had a, she had a crush on him at the time, and she was like, I'm not drunk enough, like, we can't talk to him. And I was like, okay. So we didn't, we never talked. And then a week later he liked me on hinge oh. and I was like, I can't cause I'm, my friend has a crush on him. Like I can't do that. Um, that crush is since long gone. Um, but the fact that we could have met a year ago and we didn't, meant- I think like I would not have been ready. Like I was not, I was definitely not in a place to like actually be in a healthy relationship a year ago. And it's just so crazy that we had so many opportunities to meet we have so many mutual friends and we didn't meet until like very recently do you see that this is like the universe yeah definitely doing what's right yeah i think i mean i was just not ready last summer like i was not at a point in my in my growth where i would have been able to like i don't know a lot of things are coming up as i'm in this new relationship and i'm like having to deal with a lot of old things that like I didn't think were still there but are getting triggered and I just don't think I would have been able to deal with that a year ago like I think it, it would have been not good that's a it's a hard thing to admit but also like really special at the same time yeah because then it makes you aware but like even even when you're aware whatever those triggers may be and whatever they mm-hmm. end up triggering or on both sides yeah. of it right whatever they can do to trigger it whatever whatever you do in response even have you found that like you're aware only after the fact as opposed to ahead of it 
Does that make any sense? Yeah. I feel like a lot of times I'm aware in the moment of what's going on, but I can't find the words to to express it until after when I like actually take a moment and think about like what happened. Do you feel do you feel pressured to respond in the moment? Um I feel like I always need to have my feelings figured out. I love to think about my feelings. I love to overanalyze. I love to know what's going on in my brain. So like I put pressure on myself to know how I feel in the moment, which is just not realistic all the time. Um yeah, I'm talking about that in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I understand that though, like because there's moments. I'm in. A, I'm clearly in a very unhealthy <laughs> situation. But like, there's moments where like you like, I feel obligated to respond in the moment or just mm. do it without even thinking. And I'm like, after I respond, I'm like, oh fuck, like this is where all of that went wrong. Yeah. And taking moment, like more than a moment, a, a beat or two to yeah. fucking collect yourself and process. Yeah. It's definitely something healthy. that I've I've had to like learn how to do actually, um, and like not just I don't know not it's 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 definitely hard. I mean, all of this is hard. I knew I knew that when I before I got into this relationship, I knew I was like the next time I'm in a real relationship, like there's gonna be a lot of shit that I'm gonna have to deal with. It's all gonna come up, and I'm gonna have to deal with it. And I was fucking right. Like I was so right. And it's definitely a journey and a process but I'm very grateful that I have a partner who is like willing to listen and hold space and like be there while I figure things out it's like the most amazing thing I've ever experienced ever it's really special yeah it's really nice and something that I really haven't ever experienced so well allowing you uh, by the way like leaving space for those moments to be worked through allows growth on both sides. And ultimately like that will bring out the best in each one of you. And that's what makes a great relationship. Yeah. And it's not all about physical attraction. (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) Keep telling yourself that. Well, yeah. Tell tell myself that. I walk like 18 miles a day. I'm the only fucking asshole in LA walking in the rain. Okay. Just trying to, in my sweat. I'm literally wearing like a sweatsuit so I can sweat profusely. Oh my god! And I'm just just working on myself physically. Mm. It's not working. Well, how long into this relationship did you decide oh. this guy is going to be the star of my music video with me? <laughs> not that long. We haven't been dating for that long. Oh, damn. but if but it but it is, it's is he just an actor. Like, no, <laughs> he works in like he works as an A and R. Oh shit! Like he's like not. I'm. I was like, I need to not date a, like a musician again. Like, I just, I, I need to stray from that. He's a right in between. That's yeah, cool. it feels really. It feels good. Is he hot? What is he? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> again, it's not all about physical attraction. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Here they are kissing in the rain, speaking of the rain. Look at that. Hello. Ew. Hello. <laughs> god. Wow. Okay. 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 I'm sweating. Pancakes for dinner. Good record. <laughs> nice transition. That's, that's what I'm known for around these parts. <laughs> do you like that song or do we hate that song? I hate that song. Oh, I okay, so. I won't talk about it. No, we, I mean, we can talk about it. Why the fuck do you hate it? Why am I cursing so much today? I'm definitely stressed. I'm so sorry. Person <laughs> in the corner. I feel like my, langu- lang- 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 <laughs> my language is um, Person in the corner. offensive. I blanked on your name. Uh, it's emotionally a lot in this conversation. <laughs> uh, so why do we hate pancakes for dinner? I... I just think that that like era of my songwriting, like my first album just doesn't like connect with me anymore. And I also just think it's cheesy. Like, I just think it's a cheesy song. 
And I just, like, I totally understand that that song is special for a lot of people and, like, different, like, once I release a song, it's not really mine anymore. It's, like, for my fans. And I, I recognize that, like, people have very special memories with that song and, like, it means a lot to people. But, like, personally, I just, I just don't love it anymore. I just think it's, it's not my best songwriting. What is this stuff that's not out yet <laughs> but I think that that's always how it goes I think that when I first release an album I'm like this is the best thing I've ever written and then I start writing more and I'm like actually this is is there a song that was before your the, the current project you're working on that was you considered your best for at the time um I really like um the song on five seconds fall called nobody likes a secret I think that that probably is my favorite song of mine that's like out currently i think that's the best songwriting wise what about it i don't know it just felt like it was one it was the last song i wrote for the album so it it feels more new ish it feels like more in the vein of what i'm writing now and what i'm working on now um but i also just like the the imagery and just i don't know it's like brutally honest and i i like that <laughs> scary to be brutally honest yes in that song particularly but in general like yeah i think i've gotten used to it at this point so if i don't think about it too much it's like not that hard anymore but if i like sit and actually think about like people a lot of people are going to hear these words then it gets like very scary but i try not to think about it because if i do all the time it would just it would be too much for me i'd who, never release music ever again <laughs> who are you speaking to in that record uh and five like five seconds flat as a whole no that um nobody, nobody likes, likes the secret. secret my ex <laughs> did they cheat on you um kind of kind of i don't know he was like on hinge when we were together oh yeah he's cheating on <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't or think like looking ever, like, for like up with someone, or, but. or like looking for like weird validation. Yeah, I think so. And now you see actions that trigger your thoughts. Yeah, and I found out like after we had broken up, which really kind of sucked. Yeah. Why'd you break up to begin with? <clears throat> Initially, it was like a. <sighs> I ignored so many red flags, which I also wrote another song about on the album called Firearm. Um, That's really good. Thank you. I just ignored so many things that I that should have been like Sto- immediate red flags. Story of my life. Let's talk about it. I think I was just like so... I just wanted to believe that like he was the one, you know? I was like, I had this idea of like a relationship in my head and I just, I really wanted one, but I didn't like want to admit that he was probably not the one that I should be having a relationship with. Um, so I just ignored a lot of things. And then um, we broke up. I think we were doing long distance for like a while. Um, and at a certain point he was like, this is too hard. I was like, what? And then after we broke like a week after I was like, that was probably a good thing. <laughs> Damn. But it, how did you know it was a good it thing? Was like, um, I was just looking back, reflecting, and I was just realizing like all the, all of the red flags that I had, yeah. had ignored. I was like, oh my God, like how did I look past that and think that like that was an okay thing to be doing? 
Like what? I don't know. I don't want to expose him. It's okay. No, I don't. It's, it's, <laughs> it's okay. It's just because you're exposing yourself. I mean, my whole this whole conversation just, has been incredibly revealing for me. I'm gonna keep it vague. There were just a lot. There were just a lot of things that I just ignored, and I wish I hadn't. But I was just, I was just, I was just wanted to believe that it was perfect, and also it was like we were kind of at the time like on similar levels, like career wise, we we're doing the same thing. Oh. And I just liked it because it was like the first time that I that I dated someone like that, who was like on like the level of yeah. things that I was doing crew wise, and it it was cool. And I think that I just wanted it to work because I was like, this is this is cool. God, I get it. Yeah, you're blind to it. Yep. <clears throat> until it punches you in the face. Yes. Yep. It goes. I feel that. <laughs> Hate to be lame. I love that record. Thank you. Me too. Really fucking good. Thank you. I mean, I, I didn't know that that was like, for some reason I thought that came out way before the album. It was on the album. It was on the album. Why do I feel like I saw you do that, the Troubadour and Coachella? Because I did. Sick. Before it came out. I also did it at uh, Finn's show uh, yes. at Irving Plaza. Like, like way before it came out. I have no perception of time. Yeah, me neither, honestly. I just, I've existed for the last 16 years in the public consciousness in some way, shape, or form. And I just, like, I've lost all track yeah, of yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. So, like, when did, like, what, did that come out, like, yeah, it the came summer? Out in, it came out with the, was it a single? Uh, I, I thought it was remember. a single. I think it was a single. Where's my phone? Were you, were you gonna Google it? Let me look up this the release date. Out, <laughs> Hold on. This came out Jesus. April fifth, twenty twenty two. April fifth. Okay, yeah, that was like a couple days before the album. That's Hashtag Coachella, baby. Yes. Damn. Damn. Great record. Would you work with him again? Yeah, of course. It was so. It was so great. I literally sent. I had written the song. I sent the song to him. He wrote his verse. He sent it back. It was like perfect. That's. We used the take. The first take he sent us. I was like, "This is amazing." What, the lyrics what, that he wrote were just so good. What more can you ask for? I know it was just so good. It's really fucking. I it's know. like one of my favorite fucking songs. Thank you. And uh, the fact that he's like asked me to perform it with him so many times, I just feel so like grateful and appreciative of that. I'm pretty sure he told me to have you on the show at one point. <laughs> Here I am. Yeah, look at this. <laughs> Uh, I really, it's so good. Yeah, and I've thank seen you. you a bunch of them. It's really, yeah. love. Like it's very special song. Yeah, thank you. Um, Erase Me. Yes. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I, that's one of my favorites, I think. Why? It's just so different. And I, I'm pretty sure it was the second single that came out. And like, the first one was Doomsday, which was like kind of more what people were expecting after my first album. And then Erase Me was kind of like, came out of left field a little bit because it just because of the production it was it's more like alternative more like electric sounding um i don't know i just love it so much it's so different but it's so it's so fun are you is, a lot of the production on these records are really unique mm -hmm. why aren't you going back to any of the producers that you worked with on this album to carry with you into the next it is complicated but i just feel like i it's time for me to try something new i love what we have made together and i think that we have worked really well together up until now 
And I just think that it's, it, for me, it just feels like the time for me to start try branching something. out and like try something new. It feels like the right point in my career to, to try new things. And I want to, I want to like meet more people and work with more producers and Hell like yeah. just try new things. Like you deserve to be challenged in the right ways. Yeah. And clearly the confidence is there to like, I mean, you can give notes that are proper. Yeah. Like even when I hear you talk and I think about all these songs I just mentioned, the production is really unique and you do beg to wonder like where, where, where's each part of that uniqueness actually coming from, mm. you know? And like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm excited to hear your next project. I, it, there's some of the best songs I've ever written. I think. Are you surprised by ceilings? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Yes. Very much so. Can you, have you like tried to f- figure out or understand why it's working the way it is? I mean, I think it makes sense. I think that, I don't know. I've just, I mean, I was watching it basically blow up on TikTok and people relating to like the idea of kind of being a little delusional and imagining, you know, a scenario with someone that's like not actually real or like, you know. life. Well, I feel like we all, I feel like it's a pretty universal feeling of like, you're just starting to date someone and you're like imagining your whole life together or like you see a stranger on the street and you're like oh like he could be the one you know like (laughs) I feel like it happens to all of us in in some form so I think that that it makes a lot of sense to me why people are relating to it because it's a very universal feeling yeah especially that line where the song transitions and you say like it's not real and he doesn't exist or something yeah we'll have a plot twist I guess yeah you got me on that one (laughs) My fucking life, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, all these songs are just different, like, just different peaks into my mm. heinous, horrendous relationship existence. Oh, or yeah. non-existent, to be honest. <laughs> pure fucking delusion and imagination. Uh, Dan was saying that, like, he, he doesn't believe, are you going to get mad at me for saying this? You can say what you want. I had another question about, oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, you go. <laughs> I just want to know what it's like scrolling on TikTok and hearing your voice in like a chipmunk voice because it's pretty fucking annoying. It's weird. I not yours, like all the not no, no. <laughs> all, I know, all the I know. sped up versions. I'm like, why are I these don't the love ones? a sped up version. Neither I love I. that it's like helping my song do well. Like that's cool to me, but <laughs> I don't love like I don't know. It just it's weird because then people are like, release the sped up version, and I'm like, ew. Why? Like who who <laughs> wants to listen to that? Like Not me. F- like what? I just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm like, just listen to the real song. <laughs> like I mean, I guess it is translating. The song keeps climbing up the charts. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out TikTok. Crazy. I know. Shout out, I guess. <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship with TikTok. <laughs> Dan was very adamant though and passionate right. that like you had better songs than ceiling. Oh no, you do. I think so, yeah. Absolutely. My favorite too, now that you ask, thanks. Are <laughs> Orange Show Speedway. I love that one. And All My Ghosts. I love All My Ghosts. Those are my two so favorites. Much. Yeah. Those are good ones. Thanks. Some good taste. I even Googled <laughs> where Orange Show Speedway was and it's in San it's Bernardino. In San Bernardino, yeah. What does that mean to you? Um, well, last summer I went to uh like an EDM festival there. Oh shit, you do uh um, well. <clears throat> No. I went to support my friend who <laughs> was playing, who like was singing at it. Sick. And um that festival like completely reminded me of the first time that like my high school boyfriend and I like actually hung out was like at a music festival and everyone at that EDM festival looked exactly like my ex. He was tall, white, 
blonde voice. But I was like, this is the type of music he listens to. I was just getting, I was like, it was crazy. It was I'm, like a little bit of deja vu, even though I've literally never been there. Um, Honestly, just hearing that makes me nauseous. Like if I walked into a, a, yeah. a festival where I just thought I kept seeing my ex, I would, uh, again, ex literally. that I made up in my head. No. <laughs> I would I would go crazy. It was, it was pretty crazy. But I was with there, I was, I was there with like my best friends and I, it felt like, it felt like I was in a different place. And so I, that's why I put it as the last song on the album because the first song is Doomsday about like the ending of that relationship and like really being in it. And then the last song is also about the same person, but it's like, I'm a little bit removed from it and I can have a different perspective, but it's still like affecting me a little bit in some way. Those are the only two songs about him on the record. Mm, starts First and, and last yeah, one. starts and finishes the album. Yep. Damn. Yeah. That's really interesting. Mainly because the title stands out. Yeah. And I also love that the title is in the last two lines of the song, of the album. Oh. Like you don't hear it before the end, the last song, last two lines of the song. Boom. Look at you. It's kind of cool. I like that. You know, yeah. speaking of Doomsday, we have a friend that crashed his car to it. Oh, love that. Oh, do we? <laughs> yeah. Who? Oh, Max. God. He was listening to it and he oh crashed his car. Oh my God, he wanted us to tell he you. Us to tell you. <laughs> yes. I'm he crashed so his car to your song. Oh no. Yeah. Is he okay? He's all right. Well, he okay. technically. not. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, no. And he got hit. Like somebody hit him. He, he oh, wasn't no. the perpetrator. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. You know, yeah, that's a dark. Sorry. <laughs> you know, sometimes from time to time, I used to think, like, how many people got into car accidents while they were listening to us on the radio? Because we used to do, like, uh, we used to be on, like, I don't know. Like uh, I don't want to brag, but we were like on like eighty like different pop radio stations uh -huh. all over North America. Don't want to brag, but now we're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we have a really nice green room. You saw it, right? You yeah. saw it. You saw the green room. Uh -huh. It was fucking yeah, sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our green room's really nice. Our green room's awesome. <laughs> uh, no, but I always used to wonder, like, fuck, like, I wonder if anybody got into a car accident today while listening, because there was like two million people a night. So yeah. like, chances are, like, I hate to be that guy. Like, right. math is right. That there's been accidents and I, there's been moments where like there was one moment in Memphis where there was a police chase and I heard us on the radio while they were like like filming or doing some fucking news piece and like it was definitely about people getting shot. So like we were definitely like the backtrack to something. That's crazy. Grim. Wow. But yeah, I do wonder that. So. I've seen a lot of people who like crash listening to reckless driving. <laughs> Oh, makes sense. They're all okay, I think. You haven't but heard from the ones crazy. that aren't because they're dead. <laughs> oh my God. Oh shit, Daniel. What the I fuck is that? Drew. Jesus. Retract that. Retract that. Don't you put that energy out. <laughs> Sorry, it just fit perfectly. Dude, if I just I see a lot of people like posting, like, just crashed my car to reckless driving. That, that song gives me goosebumps because <laughs> Don't reckless drive. No. <laughs> but do you think it's the song inspiring reckless driving or the fact that the lyrics can be so poignant to somebody's life that it just That's probably turns it. their body into this right. anxiety attack? That's probably it. I listened to it four times, could not feel my arm. <laughs> So, definitely a fucking anxiety Damn. attack. Yeah. Shit. Oh, God. Thinking about that is rough. Anyway, you should listen to all of Lizzie McAlpine's music. It's all available on Amazon Music. There's going to be a link in the description below. You're also on tour. I am about to be, yeah. It's coming. <sighs> it's sold out. You're going to have to hook me up out, with yeah. some tickets, guys. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't get any. The, right, cool, the second this ends, she's going to be like, Dan who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's No, up. no, no. We got you. We got you. Is the whole thing sold out? Like, yes. Is it, oh, so. I think, yeah. What are you going to scale yes. up rooms, maybe? Uh. Oh, you are? As a, yeah. Yeah, hell yeah, we are. We're oh. scaling up. 
No, no, we're not scaling rooms. It's all sold out oh. as of today. <laughs> oh, as of today. I think I think uh, North America sold out like really fast, but um, Europe was kind of slower. Well, you know, do you expect to sell out on. like these days? Um. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> What's what venues are you doing? Uh, I, we're I playing two nights at the Will Turn. Oh wow! In LA. Fuck yeah! Um, oh, you so gotta be able to find nice. me. You gotta be able to find us some ticket. Yeah, 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 in due time. That's it. Like three months. I like that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> no, fuck yeah. And that's the right way to look at it, yes? Yeah. Do you believe in manifestation? Yes, definitely. Do you apply it in your life? I try to. I try to. Sometimes it's it's easy to get into a pattern of negative thinking about yourself, but I try to put positive energy into the world and speak things into existence. Do you believe... What's your take on luck? Like, is luck needed to be where you're at today? Or is it solely hard work and talent? I think it's probably both. But I have worked really hard to be here. So I think it's like majority hard work and like maybe a little bit of like being in the right place at the right time or like, I don't know, meeting the right people at the right time. But I think I think most of it has to do with like the work that I've put in to this. You're also really good. Thank you. <laughs> How do you define success? Um, I think just like seeing my songs connect with people on a, on a widespread scale. I think that if people can relate to my songs and if it makes them feel like they're not going through that alone then like that is all I can really ask for I mean I'm gonna write because I have feelings and I like to talk about them and I really just want people to be able to connect to those songs would you be writing and making music even if nobody listened yeah I mean, I was doing that for a long time. <laughs> I started writing in like when I was 12. So Do you remember the no first song you wrote? Yes. I don't remember how it goes, but I remember it was called Stuck in the Moment. Oh. <laughs> really original title. Interesting. Yeah. Overthinking? about like, What was that about? It was about this guy that I had a crush on in was it sixth grade middle school. Yeah. Hmm. In middle school. That had no idea I existed. So. Mm. He probably knows now. I don't know. Maybe. At this point, I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> Are we sure? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you share it with him? No, he didn't know you existed. So he, he just wrote it for never you. Knew I ex yeah, I was. Bro, no one was listening to my songs at 12 years old. Yeah. Like I, it was just I was just writing because I liked it. It was fun to create. And now, you can listen to all of this human being's music. Yes, you can. On Amazon Music. 
and wherever else you know you stream. But there's gonna be a link <laughs> in the description below to get right to Amazon Music. I'd say there's a link to tour tickets, but jokes on you if you think you're gonna <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. get one. Uh, not gonna happen. Um, so sorry. Uh, but please come back for all your future, like I will. you know, future albums or yeah, whatever. Of course. Yeah, are you you? I know you have more thoughts. I'm just gonna run them down quickly. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, you don't need to do that. Yeah, no, yeah. I, no, I absolutely do. Go for it. If you knew ceilings would be this popular, would you have given it more than four seconds in the film? <laughs> um, I don't know. Probably not. Okay. It didn't really have a place in the film, All right. and I didn't. I wouldn't. I didn't want to like create something, a place for it in the film, just because like it's. It's popular or like going to be popular. I, I, I don't know. I want to stick to my creative vision and that wasn't involved in it. So, no. <laughs> no, but, but doesn't that say something though? When you just stick to like, it, it, I don't know. Like it's, it, great music is going to rise to the top no matter what. And it's going to find an audience regardless. Mm -hmm. But like it, it shouldn't infringe on what you want to do at the end of the day. Yeah. Because it, you're still putting that song out and it still has the ability to touch ears and get out there. Yeah. Yeah, I never want to, like, make a decision based on, like, any external factor, like, any anything that, like, someone's telling me to do or, like, just because it's doing well, I do this or, like, I, I want to make decisions, especially creative decisions, based on, like, what I actually want and, and see for for my art. So do you, you make music for you, up until what point does it become everybody else's? after it, it's released it becomes not mine anymore I do as much as I can to it and I try to make it the best that it is and then I put it out and then it's it's for everyone else but no filter fueled by the public is put on that before no no <laughs> no <laughs> I don't want to release anything that I don't want to release hell yeah so your next question. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> is it hard for you not to leak anything from this next album? Because you used to leak a lot of things or just go and I definitely up. have. Oh, you like, have. Definitely put snippets of stuff. Like right when I first wrote the song um, from this next album, I definitely have put some stuff online. It's definitely not like this is on my third album. It's like you got to find it a little bit, do a little digging. Um, well, scavenger hunt. <laughs> but I'm trying not to do that as much because I I wanted to kind of be a surprise. Like no one actually knows what's what's going to be on the album. That seems fun to me. Might try it. <laughs> <laughs> and my last question: but Are is, you afraid oh, to deviate like, because it worked the last time? No, I mean a little bit maybe, but I think that like my core fans are going to listen. Like even if they haven't heard a snippet of the song. Like, I don't think that them not hearing the song at all before listening is going to make them, is going to deter them from listening to it. I think it's going to make them want to listen to it more. Got it. Because there is something to like, it's all working so perfectly. So why why deviate yeah. too much? You, you gotta switch it up sometimes. That's it. Keep you on your toes. Yeah. Change is good. Hey, God, made me nauseous. <laughs> right. Like, you're right, but it still yeah, sucks. Yeah. Change yeah. sucks. Yes, definitely. It's hard. Okay, Dan, you can right, go. Here's my last question. Sorry, I'm, just, I'm doing my job. I'm asking yeah, yeah. follow-ups to your outstanding questions. No, this is really good. This, this is one to well. remind yeah. you after 11 years, this is what we do. No, it was great chemistry between the three of us. It's working out well. It's really... My last paper. question. 
then you can finally leave. Okay. When it comes to writing songs, is it easy to fit things like mac and cheese and 7-Eleven into lyrics and have it not sound corny? Um, I don't know. You tell me. Does it well, sound no, corny? Well, no, it sounds good, but I feel like if somebody else sang about 7-Eleven and mac and cheese, I'd be like, that's... Mm. But you, like, you nailed it. Like, you do yeah, a good I job. Think I, I think I just... I don't know. I'm not, like, thinking about that. If it sounds... If I write it and it sounds corny when I write it, I'm not... I'll delete it. Like, I won't put it in the song. But it sounded cool to me when I wrote it, and it's probably a little bit corny, but it's kind of fun. And those are always the lines at my shows that people scream the loudest. Hell yeah. So it's like, Because they're highly not? detailed, and everybody yeah. understands them. And sister walks the walk. She eats macaroni and cheese and goes to 7-Eleven, I'm assuming, right? What? You, you do those things? You go to 7-Eleven, yeah, yeah. eat yeah, macaroni and cheese? Yeah, I did all those things with my ex. Okay, go. Yeah, not anymore. About. We don't eat macaroni and cheese anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and every time you look at 7-Eleven, you, you, you vomit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she can't go in. Way to, way to poke <sighs> at a sore subject. <laughs> She's singing about it. I'm just asking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything else? No, I'll stop there. Are you sure? Yeah. He's really a big fan of yours, if you can't tell. <laughs> I appreciate that. I told her before she was coming in because I, I went to, I don't really get, I don't want to be that guy. I don't get many guests from the lobby. Usually, you know, somebody else yeah. does it, but I did it. Um, I hate the walk from the lobby to the studio. It's my least, it's the no, most uncomfortable it's, walk it's in the world. It's actually the job here that nobody wants to do. No, so no offense if you're a future guest. Nobody wants to fucking come and get you from the lobby. So everybody awkward. dreads That's the small so talk, but I don't. I really like it for the most part, but, you know, I don't I don't necessarily like it because it could encroach or infringe on like yeah, this. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so now you know. I don't think it's going to be like that forever. You know, we're going to do something to spice it up, but, like, where it makes it a little bit more fun to go get people. <laughs> like a moving elevator? I, I got ideas. Oh, cool. Maybe, like, segways. <laughs> <laughs> Hoverboards. Or, like, one of those little golf carts that you see in the airport. Yes, yes. I got, yeah, I got ideas. No, I'll come up with something good. Anyway. All right, you can leave now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so the door's right there. <laughs> Please listen to all of Lizzie McAlpine's music. Uh, five Seconds Flat. That is the most recent album. Uh, Reckless Driving fucks me up so hard. Listen to it. Um, but it's really, it's hard to listen to. But also, like, I want to go listen to it again right now. Yeah. It's like good torture. Right. It's like I like to be reminded of my sad, hurt reality. Uh -huh. um, anyway, you got to go. Lizzie McAlpine, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Yay. It's the Zach Sang Show.